Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little for Weekly Poker Hand. I'm here today with episode 193. I want to thank you all for being here with me today, and I hope your games are going great. Here we have a hand today from a game that was not going so great for me. We're playing 300-600, and I have 5,000 chips, so a whopping 8 big blinds. A lot of people think that once you get down to 8 big blinds, poker is all luck. And while there is a lot of luck involved, there still is a little bit of skill. And... That mainly, in today's games, comes from knowing when to see flops and when to instead go all in or fold. A lot of people think that once you get shallow stacked, you must go all in or fold. I actually have an app that just tells you when you can profitably go all in or fold, the uh, push fold app. You can find that at jonathanlittlepoker.com app. But that assumes you only have two options to go all in or fold. And usually you do only have two options, but sometimes you can justify calling. So here, like I said, we have eight big blinds playing six-handed. So the player under the gun limps, the hijack limps, the small blind, uh, the, the cutoff folds, and now it's on me with queen six suited on the button with my eight big blind stack, facing two limpers. Now, if there was a raise, I would certainly fold, but I know both of these limpers happen to be somewhat splashy and somewhat weak, but if I go all in, I think they're going to call me pretty much every time. One of the two of them will at least. So, what are my options? Well, I can fold. I can go all in and get called with a little bit of dead money in the pot. Or, I can limp as well, see a flop in position, and go from there. If I thought the players in the small blind and big blind were going to raise or jam a lot of the time, I would definitely not limp here. But, in this exact scenario, I think limping is perfectly fine. Queen 6 suited is not a great hand, but I'm pretty much putting in one big blind to try to win 5, which is fine. I'm going to be in position, so if I do make middle pair and someone bets and someone calls, I can just fold. And I think this is going to go pretty well. Also, sometimes I'll be able to steal the pot. Like, say the flop gives me some sort of backdoor draw or some overcards and a gut shot or something like that. I can jam the flop and pick it up some portion of the time. So I think there is still a little bit of play. So let's see if I limp or shove. I do elect to limp. Small blind calls as well, also with a tiny stack. And the big blind checks, so this is great. We get to see the flop. And uh, I flop pretty well this time. I flop a flush. Comes king, 10, 5, all spades. So the pot's 3,000. They check around to me. Clearly, I have the best hand almost all the time. I'm not concerned with ever folding this hand or letting a spade come off and getting outdrawn. So should I bet or should I check? Well, given almost everyone is drawing either dead or somewhat thin to one of the other spades to make the ace high flush exactly. I like checking here. I am... I, basically, all my opponents have 0% equity. Or maybe one of them has 20% equity. It's just not a lot, right? I'm sorry, they have 30-something percent equity if they have the ace of spades. Uh, so given almost, everyone's almost dead, I want to do everything I can to let them get there. Also, I'm not really worried about building a pot because the pot's already been built. The pot's 3,000 and I only have 4,400 behind. So I'm going to very easily be able to bet somewhat small on the turn and then bet again on the river and be all in. So I definitely like checking in this scenario. So I do check behind. Turns to three diamonds, which is great. Complete brick. The player in the small blind, the other shallow stack, bets 1,000 into the 3,000 pot. The hijack calls and now it's back onto me on the button. Clearly, again, jamming would be fine, but I think I, again, like slow playing. Um, if I shove, there's a good chance that the small blind will make a big fold with a hand like a 10. Also, the player in the hijack almost certainly doesn't have a king or better, so his range is pretty weak. 
So I think I just need to call and give my opponents another opportunity to improve their hand a little bit. You only want to slow play when the hands that can that your opponents can improve to are still worse than your hand. And I totally get that our opponents may get the ace high flush against us, but besides that, our opponents are almost certainly drawing dead or very near dead. So I think I'm just going to call. If you got the vibe that both your opponents really like their hand, or at least one of them really like their hand, maybe you should shove, but that's not going to be the case the majority of the time. All right, River's a seven of clubs. They both check. Pot is now 6,000. I have 3,400 in my stack. It's another interesting spot because kind of like I said a second ago, I don't think the player in the hijack likes his hand at all. It's probably a 10 or maybe some random jack of spades. So that guy is pretty dead. What about the player in the small blind? If he had a king, he would probably just bet again. So he probably has something like a 10 or worse. So that really makes me, right now, want to lead towards not going all in. It may seem a little bit silly to not go all in when you only have half pot left, but I think a smaller bet would be better, something like 2,000, leaving myself a little bit behind. Um, I do decide to go all in, though. And I obviously get why I would do this. It seems like the very default play. But I think think this is going to let our opponents fold their marginal stuff. And I would really love to get called by the marginal stuff. Um, whenever you're thinking about your opponent's range, try to figure out what the majority of their range looks like. And here, I think both of our opponent's ranges look like either busted draws or some junky marginal hand. So how much will a junky marginal hand call? Well, probably not a whole lot. So maybe 1,500 or 2,000. I do go 3,400 all in though. Let's see if we get action. Small blind does call. And wow, the other guy calls too. So Maybe if I was playing this in real time, I would, it would be very clear to me that someone liked their hand, in which case I would certainly shove. Given I got called by both players, clearly they both like their hands. Um, so this worked out great. If I was making a pokercoaching.com quiz for that, again, that's my free poker training, my, my educational poker training site where you can get a free trial. If I was making a, a quiz for that, I would not give all in 10 points out of 10. I would give it something like 8 points out of 10 or 9 points out of 10. I do think a smaller bet's going to be good in a generic scenario, but this could have been one of those spots where when playing live poker, you just find situations to make the slightly perhaps suboptimal play in exchange for, you know, you're, you're leaning on your live reads is what it amounts to, or your opponent's tendencies. And reviewing this hand now a while after I played it, I have no clue what the opponent's tendencies were. So we do go all in, both players call us, we get a full triple up, and that is fantastic. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks again for being here, good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next time.